0: we are live from los angeles it is time once again for john park's workshop thanks everyone for stopping by uh here we are we're up and running and with any luck we're running at a higher bit rate with uh higher frames and uh pixels and things like that let's see how that goes i'm seeing uh various stories from the YouTube dashboard, including excellent connection followed by no data. So I'm gonna let it settle out for a second here and see how we do. You let me know uh, over in the chat. I see we've got Dave Odessa and Noe and Pedro and Randall Bone, hello, welcome. Thanks for stopping by. And uh, in the chat, there are people who are claiming over in, uh, over in our, Discord that they're seeing some, uh, some choppiness. So yeah, that's now, that's now what YouTube is reporting. So let's let this settle out for a moment. Let's see, because one thing I've experienced is that it either gets weird and then fixes itself or it gets so weird that I've got to uh, kick it, I've got to hit a button and restart it. So let's, uh, let's see, Eric Laird says it's looking good there. Mic audio is good, that's nice to hear. Uh, how about uh, sync? Let me, let me bring this to the foreground. Uh, thanks, everyone, for helping with, <laughs> with uh, evaluating the stream quality at the beginning of the show. I know it's become a regular thing. Um, and, yeah, the bitrate that YouTube is reporting is not horrible. It's saying it's 834 kilobits per second. Uh, I think I'm broadcasting at... 4,000, something like that. A little bit of chop, yeah. All right. Hey, BFF Conan Exiles Deus Astronautas. Hi, I live in Brazil. Welcome. Welcome from Brazil. Nice to have you here. And a little behind on the audio. Okay, yeah, when that happens, I can't stand the the audio video sync issue, so I'm going to. First thing I'm going to try is just to pause and restart or stop and restart my stream, standby. If it's not, then uh, it'll kick back on in a second, so we'll see. Um, take this opportunity to sip some delicious, refreshing water. John O over in the YouTube chat said that they forced YouTube to afford AP and the choppiness is much less. YouTube is now reporting excellent connection to me. I've heard that lie before, but let's see. Let's see if that stabilizes. Uh, Excuse me. I had some chai tea with milk in it, which was a terrible choice. Never drink dairy before you go and do a bunch of talking, but what the heck, it sounded delicious. And Mr. Certainly Says, the Twitch is choppier than a cooking show on the, front, on the Food Network, hey. All right, well, I think, I suspect we're good now, so I'm gonna run with this. Let me know if we get a real bad sync problem. I'm gonna actually kick my bitrate down a bit uh, to see if that helps. But I have updated a, a bit of server data, server choices uh, on Tuesday and again today that seem to be improving the situation so on with the show huh by the way i've had i've been having this conversation with uh discord people and i didn't even throw it up there you're wondering where the chat's happening if you're watching from uh, some of the other places uh you can head over to adafruit discord it's adafruit.it slash discord you'll get an instant invite you can jump in and head on over to the live broadcast chat channel and that's where you'll find uh find people hanging out Rich Sad says, good enough. Your production values are high, but this is good enough. All right, fine. We'll live with it. Um, it looks like, yeah, the bitrate is is kinda up and down. Uh but it's definitely hovering in a decent range right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna live with that. Uh so let's see, the next thing I want to do is mention that uh we've got an Ada box coming up, and now we have already uh filled all of the spots on this Adabox that comes out in October. Um, if you head over here, you can see uh, adabox.com. That's where you can sign up and you can sign up for the next one. So if you're interested in the uh, December, roughly December, January timeframe, one head on over to adabox.com or adafruit.com slash adabox slash adabox, not slash. And uh, you can sign up there. You can also... Subscribe, get someone a gift subscription, gift subscription, uh, so not just for yourself, but give the gift of box. And we are, as you probably know, facing some of the supply chain issues that the rest of the world is, so uh, we don't have an exact date of when we'll get to start shipping out all the thousands of boxes, but we're hoping soon. We're hoping in the next week or two we'll start getting those out there, and uh, then we'll have a live unboxing, and I'm I'm excited about that, I'm getting, Getting ready, doing some pre-recording of some parts of it, uh, getting in the right mental space to do some live unboxing, which is a lot of fun. So uh, if you are a subscriber, I look forward to seeing you. And if you're not a subscriber, come by anyway. We'll let you know when it's going to happen and it should be a fun time. Uh, Next thing I'll mention is we've got our jobs board. It's at jobs.adafruit.com. And it is a free and excellent job board. If you head over here, you can see at Uh it's entirely free to post positions that you're looking to fill. It's entirely free to post up your info. If you are um, looking for a job, you can post up your resume there. And if you take a look here, you'll see we've got some new uh, positions posted. There's an enrollment director at Blue Stamp Engineering in San Francisco Bay Area. It's contract position, is hiring, community coordinator, also contract position, there's some remote work uh, available there at uh, Laudable, and on and on, lots of uh, engineering jobs, computery jobs, hands-on jobs, modeling, CAD, things like that, so if you're looking for work, it's a, uh, it's a good place to go check out, and uh, it's entirely free, like I said, it is at jobs.adafruit.com, so go check it out. Uh, let's see, what else is up? I've got a show on Tuesdays that you may know about. It's this thing right here, JP's Product Pick of the Week show. Uh, This is what it looked like this week with my pick of the push-button power switch. And uh, if you didn't know, during the show, there's always a big discount. It was 50% off of the product pick this week. So a good time to uh, grab something that you're thinking of experimenting with or putting into a project. Uh, I really like this one, and I want to show you, uh, the show usually goes 15, 20 minutes. I do some... Uh, hands-on demos, I talk about the product, I show some videos from the past when Lamore and Phil first uh, showed the thing off if it's a blast from the past or even if it's a relatively recent product in the store. And uh, then I do a little uh, recap video, a little one minute recap video that i like to show you now so here it is. The product pick of the week this week is the push-button power switch breakout. This is an analog latching power switch that allows you to cut power or turn on power to your project at the push of a button. My favorite feature and one of the reasons I wanted to show this is this kill switch. It says there's a fourth kill pin which you can use to turn off the load uh, or keep it off even if the button is pressed and this uh, kill switch is a, a little secret sauce for having projects that need to be energy efficient. So you have a project with a battery You want to be able to press it, have it do something, and then have it turn itself off until the next time you come by. You don't have to screw around with any sort of low-power watchdog timers and things like that. You can just have the thing after some task has been completed or after some amount of time. uh, The microcontroller can essentially cut its own power, which is pretty cool. The push-button power breakout switch. Yes, Andy Calloway in the chat raises a good point that my um, board there that I put the pick of the weeks on is filling up fast. I've got about four spare pegs on there and space for maybe another six after that. Uh, but I'm not sure what I'm going to do once once that fills up. Do I start taking some off? Do I add a board? Do I flip it around and put another pegboard on the back? I'm not sure. We'll We'll see, but that'll be just a few weeks away. I think this was our... 57th or 58th uh, product pick, so quite a few. That's more than a year. Uh, I've been doing one a week. Uh, so thanks for stopping by for those. Uh, all right, so next up, I've got uh, one of my favorite parts of this show, which is the CircuitPython Parsec. So uh, let's get right to that. All right. Uh, Let me do one little bit of setup here. Let's see. I am seeing a funny result there. Is that picking the wrong? It is picking the wrong one. How is that possible? It's showing. It's showing a window that I don't think I even have open. What's happening? Let me let me switch something out here. This will surely cause heartache but hold on i'm gonna switch to a different uh finder window here if it'll allow me to stand by yeah that's it finder window that should be showing that as a uh as an icon view and it is not that is the weirdest thing oh there it goes it fixed itself <laughs> very strange okay that's gonna help a lot because let me grab Let me grab those windows again. So I've got them at the ready. Okay, Uh, here we go. For the CircuitPython Parsec today, I wanted to show how you can set up the boot.py file so that your CircuitPython device won't show up as a CircuitPython drive or in the REPL when you don't want it to. So you often want it to. You often want a CircuitPython device like this uh, Qtpy that I'm using here to show up as a drive so you can drag code onto it and interact with it really easily. But sometimes, such as the case where you've built yourself a little HID uh, USB number pad like I did here, you don't want that showing up as a drive because you're using it, it's plugged into a computer all the time, and unless you're specifically going in to change something, most of the time you want it to, to sit still not show up, not accidentally copy files to it, and so on. So to cut down on the confusion, you can add a file called the boot.py file. And here's what this file looks like in one case. I'm importing storage and USB-CDC. I'm also importing board and digital I.O. What I'm doing is I'm setting up one pin as a button or switch. And when that is pulled down, I can tell this to run the storage disabled USB drive and USB CDC dot disable um, commands that'll only happen when it's restarted if that button is held down or in this case what I have is a little pin that I've put in place here and a jumper so what you'll notice is right now my CircuitPython uh, drive is running. My little Cutie Pie is showing a little rainbow here. And you can see in the finder, I have a CircuitPy drive showing up. That's this one right here. Now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna set down this jumper and you'll see that when the code is running, it's just running this rainbow. Same code is gonna run when I restart it, it's just not gonna show up as a Circuit Pi drive. So I'm just gonna hit the reset button. It's gonna restart, but this time, you'll notice the CircuitPy drive disappeared and it's not coming back, but it's still working. It's still running the same exact code. It's just the very first thing it executed is this boot.py. And when it sees that, it runs through whatever code is in there. In this case, the code is telling it, don't show up as a CircuitPy drive, don't show up in the REPL or on a serial port. This is from an excellent guide that Dan Halbert put together on USB-HID in CircuitPython. So go to Learn Guides and check that out. And that is how you can use boot.py to tell a CircuitPython drive to not show up when you don't want it to. And that is your CircuitPython Parsec. The CircuitPython Parsec. Uh, I love this trick. I also wanted to just show you, since I, uh, for completeness sake, if I do remove this jumper now and restart the board, that can either be uh, reset on the reset button or uh, powering it down and powering it back up. You'll see now in my finder here, the CircuitPi drive has shown back up again, and now I can use it as normal. Uh, same goes for the REPL. If we look at my uh, Atom here, and I tell it to, uh, show the serial output, I'm just having this code here, blink the LED on here, the NeoPixel, like a rainbow. And it's also printing QtPi here, every time uh, it it runs through about once a second. Uh, If I, again, put that jumper back on there and hit the reset button, it's gonna restart. CircuitPi drive is not gonna show up. And now if I attempt to connect to a USB, device, there's none there. It's not finding it, there's no way I can get on the REPL because it just doesn't exist. So, uh, really cool trick, really helpful for projects like these HID uh, USB things. Also, I will point out that uh, our good friend, Todd Kurt, has come up with a way to do this on uh, the macro pad, so not this exactly, but on the macro pad, and it should work for, for most key input devices, where you have to hold down a secret key on startup to uh, get back to the Pi drive, which is really cool. It means you plug it in, you use it, just like a keyboard, it doesn't show up, it doesn't confuse people. Really great if you're deploying this in the field, giving it to someone to use, uh, for example. Uh, let me grab that code, unless he's put that in the chat. Let's see, let me, let me bring up my Discord. Uh, if you're watching, Todd, put that, uh, put that in the chat, would you? Oh, thanks, he, uh, Todd also put up the... Let me open up my Discord here. Put up the, uh, the link to the guide there. Oh yeah, my, uh, my Discord is acting really sluggish when I try to switch to it. So I won't post that there, but if Todd can, uh, that'd be great, and uh, maybe I'll show that another time. But it's a feature, for example, I've made macro pads and given them to relatives, and uh, I don't really want them having to worry about the Pi drive. My daughter has requested this. In fact, I've, I've made a little number pad for her, that sort of itsy bitsy-based one I did a, a year or so ago. And uh, she doesn't want it showing up as a Pi drive because that's, why is that there? So uh, I, sh- I should uh, use this trick. There we go. Thank you, Todd. Yeah, you've posted the, the way to do this on a macro pad, which is super cool. Kind of uh, really completes the cycle of, of uh, setting these things up and making them just look like USB HID devices. Same for MIDI. If you're using USB MIDI, it would be really lovely to have your Device not show up as, as the Circuit Pi drive by default, and only uh, use your secret handshake to get that there. Uh, also, one other thing is I found one of these really cool little NeoPixels or standard size NeoPixel domes in a pile of stuff sitting right here in front of my desk, and I decided to stick that to my Cutie Pie so we could see the little tiny NeoPixel that's on there better. So the NeoPixel is just kind of in the corner there, but it's acting like a nice light pipe and diffuser so we get a a big, glowy dot there. I think we have these in the Adafruit store. Um, In fact, let me check. Let's, Let's bring up my Chrome here. And let's go to Adafruit. What do we call these? LED lens? Maybe. LED diffuser. Do we even sell these? I think we have some kind of little jewels to stick in the front of here. Let's do NeoPixel Lens. See, <laughs> so yeah, doctor said, I thought that was a different, a new kind of cutie pie. Yeah, I wanted to point that out, because it looks, uh, looks different. All right, what the heck do we call these? Dome? Do we sell these? Someone tell me. Am I just making this up? I don't know where I got this. I swear we have these. Let's look up gem. It's kind of like a gem, right? Oh, we're gonna get Gemma stuff. All right, well, that's your scavenger hunt for the week. (laughs) Come back next week and let me know where I got this thing. I'm sure we have some product like this. And if not, maybe we should carry it. Uh, they're nice. Oh, Noam Pedro says, yes, nice tip, JP, thinking about doing this to my MIDI projects. For sure, yeah, you really uh, can, can cause havoc. Uh, I have done this before with some of my camera switchers where I've saved to the wrong Circuit Pi drive. I went at one point and started renaming my drives to something else other than Pi. Uh, but that messes with your ability to use some scripts like the uh, Circup installer so uh, even better is just avoid it entirely I'm going to turn down my fan on the AC here it was my, my when camera shut off it got hot again here today what is that all about it's like 80 uh, and now it's pretty noisy my camera shut off so I cooled it let's uh, see if that'll help Hey, that camera's back on, please survive. All right, that's good enough. Uh, By the way, I have this up here, I don't know if you saw, this is this uh, Halloween Hackfest poster. I should probably mount it a little closer like right here. Uh, But this is the Hackaday Adafruit Digikey sponsored Halloween Hackfest, Uh, so go check that out. I actually don't know much about it yet, other than that I got this cool poster from Teddy, thanks Teddy, uh, at Adafruit who sent those out. And uh, let's look at it. Let's, let's go, uh, let's bring that browser back and have a look at the Halloween Hackfest and, and find out what that's all about. Let's learn together. Oop. Halloween Hackfest. Hackaday, there it is. It's a new contest on Hackaday. Look at that great uh, art right there with the Hackaday Skull and wrenches in the pumpkin and DigiKey. I love that. Uh, so, this is it as a contest. And uh, the details are here. So, just head to hackaday.com and check uh, for Halloween Hackfest. Probably a banner for it as well. Uh, let's see. It says duh, duh, duh. top winners will receive $150 shopping sprees in DigiKey's parts warehouse. Uh, if you happen to use Adafruit board, the prize will be doubled. Well, you'd, be, you'd be silly not to. Uh, I'll also be awarding some $50 Tindy gift cards. So get started now by creating a project page on Hackaday.io. Build your project, submit it there, and uh, maybe you can win. Uh, there's a submit to project button you'll want to hit. All right. And that is that. That is the Hackfest cool poster. Thanks for sending that out. All right. Um, How's the stream? How's our quality? We must be in audio sync. I'm I'm hovering around 1,000 kilobits per second according to YouTube, so that's good. Uh, Oh, someone found a product. Let's look at that. Bring up my browser here again. Diffused Piranha Super Flux RGB Tricolor LED 10 Pack. Ooh, I've never used those. I don't think I have those. Yeah, so we got a similar lens on the top. Very cool. Uh, by the way, I will add. Let's let's do this as a real-time experiment. Um, something else that I've found works pretty well are clear rubber uh, feet that are adhesive that you stick on the bottom of projects. So. These here are plentiful and inexpensive. And this one I'm using, this molded plastic one, is designed to snap right over a regular size NeoPixel. But in this case, uh, you can get some pretty good mileage out of that right there. This one's a little big for this case, but not bad, not bad. Uh, You can maybe center that a little better. Oh, it's grabbing that adhesive I put down. Uh, So however you want to stick that on there, you've got uh, a pretty good diffuser for cheap if you just get a pack of these little rubber bump-on feats. That'll work really well, too. Uh, so, enough with that. Let's pull that out of there. Oh, one last thing about this, by the way, I didn't really mention, but you might have figured out uh, one nice thing on the Cutie pie is that I have a, um, a GPIO pin right next to power. Uh, so, that's the... Um, MOSI pin, or MISO, can't remember which one. One of the GPIO pins is right next to this three volt, so that makes it really easy to do this kind of a jumper trick. I kind of wish more boards had a GPIO right next to ground or a GPIO right next to uh, a power pin just so you could do that trick um, in a bind, just shove a wire in there or a little little, uh, slide switch. Alright. We're good. Oh thank you, Umer Nadimulk says good. I'm thinking that's probably about the stream, which uh yeah, is hovering around mediocre. So according to YouTube, thank you. Uh MO is Mosi, thanks, Doctor. Alright. Next up I wanted to do a little um gear report. I picked up an old toolbox with a few machinist tools in it recently, and one of the things I got was this. Uh, let me let me head on over to my workbench. This is a delightful little dial caliper, Mitutoyo dial caliper, and uh, this is in. Turn on one more light over here. It's kind of dark on this side. It's got uh, millimeter markings on the bottom, uh, inches, fractional inches on the top, and it also has the um, dial gauge for mills. You can calibrate that just by loosening this little set screw and turning the dial. That's why it's kind of off at an angle. Uh, and then you've got your uh, mills here and your inches up here, or you can, uh, sorry, your uh, Yeah, centimeters, millimeters up at the top. And this is decimal inches, sorry, decimal inches at the bottom and then mils here. Uh, So otherwise it works pretty uh, identically to my digital ones which are the same brand. I think they're in my studio inside right now. Um, Lovely little dial caliper, seems accurate. I checked it on a couple of things uh, against my modern digital ones. And uh, batteries can't run on that. So that's nice, it's got the depth gauge uh, at the bottom there, so you can check things like a hole depth inside and outside. So lovely little set of calipers, not uh, you know super rare. I should probably go sell these kind of thing. Just uh, a nice set. We're probably a couple hundred bucks new at one point, and now uh, now I've got a spare set of calipers that came in a toolbox. That's my gear report. Uh, also, just noticed this camera is way zoomed in in the corner there. So let's. Uh, See if I can find the remote for that, and that's not it. That's it. Let's zoom out just a little. Mm, better. Uh, and then that takes us to, let's see if I've got control of the camera there. Yeah. Uh, that takes us to the project of the week now. Um, so I'm gonna turn on my little Discord chat over here so I can see what's what? and hear any screams and warnings? Uh, and Hey, okay, you're on. How you doing, Steve? Nice to see you. Uh, you are a little late to the party, but I don't know. I think it's okay. It's okay in this instance. Uh, the other thing I'm noticing is that light is on full blast because I was taking some photos of something, and I never have that one at full blast. Good grief, that thing is bright. Let's see. Can convince it to. Yeah, that's better. (laughs) That thing is bright. Should be about right. Uh, So, project of the week, uh, as it says down at the bottom here somewhere, Window Cat. Uh, So, what I wanted to do, actually, let me grab some parts here and talk about what's what. This was an idea that Phil Tyrone, Mr. Lady Ada, PT, had and uh, that is we've got the uh, LED glasses which you may have seen. These have just come out recently. We've just just had a few of them come out. Uh, They have the sort of uh, horizontal shutters so that you can Put them up on your face and see through them pretty well. Uh, those, those horizontal slats work really well for le- looking through them. Uh, but it has a bunch of LEDs on it. And um, the idea here was rather than a human wearing it, what about putting it on sort of a Halloween prop in your window? Uh, so he said, how about a cat? How about a cat silhouette? Now, I want to take you through the process. Of building a simple little foam core or cardboard or what, you know whatever card simple material cardstock uh, that can be a backlit silhouette in your window of a cat's head that then has the glasses in front, uh, and also a little bonus uh, thing that I made for uh, for diffusing those LEDs. So let's jump over to the computer. And I'm going to switch over to Rhino, my favorite modeling program. Where'd you go, Rhino? There you are. Uh, And what I've got here in Rhino is the model that Noé and Pedro, probably one of you, I don't know who made that, but thanks, guys, uh, built a model of the 3D glasses, or of the LED glasses, rather. and so I brought that in as a reference. I trust their, uh, their, their model. They probably started from uh, the CAD drawings from Phil B and Lady Ada, and then built all the parts up on it. So I'm using this as my base. And then uh, if we head back to that, let me go back to that top view here. Uh, all I really wanted to do was create uh, one, the diffusion uh, pattern to cut out some LED diffusion plastic on this. And then two, create a uh, rough outline of a cat head that I could use. Totally unnecessary step to here. You could do this freehand, um, but I I decided since I was in here I'd do that anyway. So to start off, uh, let's go to, uh, let's drop back to that shaded view here. So I essentially extracted out the curves that form the circle here and the holes for mounting so that I could get those dimensions right. And then I drew uh, some extensions of those lines that look like this. So that's basically the pattern of the, uh, the lens slits that are on there already, uh, except I ran some over the LEDs that are on the bridge. So if you look at the... Glasses here, we've got uh, some LEDs on the bridge that I wanted to cover. So I wanted to essentially cover all the LEDs. Uh, also, the, the pattern is, is a little funny uh, because it's both a matrix and a circle. So you can see I've made some little uh, ridges here to, to pop out and cover some LEDs. Uh, if I turn the, the glasses back on, you'll see there what I'm covering up are those right there. Uh, let me go to a wireframe. You can see that a little better. Uh, So you can see, I was just accommodating some that are on that circle and not on that um, grid. So it's a a pair of circles and a grid. And uh, then I did a couple variations on that and uh, tested them out and cut them on the laser cutter. I think I I, uh, nudged two holes, so it's a little small. It it looks like it uh, bends a little bit when I put it on, so... Um, I'll, I'll fix that and then I'll include that in a guide, but this is what uh, the resulting, let me go to a down shooter for you. That's what the, the resulting uh, diffusion acrylic looks like and you can see that's got that matte finish on the front, uh, shiny on the back and uh, that lets, lets the light through without being blinded by the, um, by the light. And in fact, let me see if I plug one of these in to our driver board, so this is the little uh, board that drives those LED matrices. And I'm gonna plug the glasses in over I squared C, using that QT connection. And I forget which code is running on this one. I have two of these boards right now, so let's see. Should be a rainbow, yeah. So I've just got a rainbow swirl uh, of the, the circles going right now. And that's some demo code I got that Lamore wrote for the library. And so that's what it looks like with with the diffusion on there. And that's without. So it's not terrible. I mean, these look really cool without. So uh, I will say the temptation is a little bit to leave it alone because you can see through it better without uh, the diffusion. When you put these diffusion lenses on, you see a little bit of the glow along those, that sort of sill that you've created, Um, but I can, put that up to my face so you can see that. Let's go to full screen. So that's, you can see that looks great. You can you can definitely see the uh, colors on those LEDs like that. Here it is with the diffusion. And then with diffusion, uh, you can also get a lot of mileage out of pulling away. So the further you pull away, the more diffuse it gets and you see fewer dots. Um, I don't know if you'll be able to see this or not. Yeah, you probably can. So imagine you're an eyeball and you're looking through that. They're on, but you don't see anything at all. So you get a clear view through these because the LEDs are so nice and small. When you put this on, you can see now we're starting to get a little bit of glow uh, that you're gonna be able to to see in there. So not necessary, but just kind of of for fun, I did that. Uh, So that's the diffuser and then if we switch over to uh, Rhino again, I'll show you the quick cat sketch I laid in over that with just a few curves. So we can. So that's all I wanted to do was just sort of the cat peeking out over your over your windowsill. Uh, so put this at the bottom of the window with a uh, shade drawn behind it, a light on so that we get some backlighting, and then that black shape with those eyes. That's the, the goal here. And so I took uh, just that, printed that at a one-to-one scale on a piece of paper, and then i will go show you the, the rest of it here as we put that together. Let me switch cameras, sorry. Uh, question from doctor is, is there a benefit to using the diffuser with slits? Yeah, you can't see through this stuff. It's, it's uh, really quite opaque. And uh, even though it diffuses the LEDs, you, you just can't see through these. It's like a, a gray fog is pretty much all you'll see. Uh, yeah, for, for wearing it. I see what your question is. Yeah, for the cat, you wouldn't need it. Um, for, the, for the cat project, you could just take a, you wouldn't even need to cut it into a shape. You could just put a, a rectangle of diffusion plastic. Good question. Thank you. Uh, So let's go back over here and have a look at uh, assembly and construction. So I took the uh, printout, cut that out. Oh, we got some nice wind here. Blowing my paper up. Uh, So this was the printout. I then uh, cut that out just with some uh, scissors and exacto, and then uh, took some foam core, laid that on top, traced that actually just with a pencil and then went to town with an X-Acto knife to cut that out. Uh, And I also, you can see, since with my printout, I have the holes uh, that show me where the mounting holes are. I just poked through those and uh, did the same on um, on the foam core. So when you get to that part, you can just use something like a, little uh, awl or pokey tool, technical term, uh, to start those. And then since we're going to put a screw and nut through there, you can finish that off so long as it's roughly uh, the right size, that'll work. And then I ended up with this here. That's my little cat head. Uh, And you can see that I've got a couple screws in there because I mounted it just on a set of um, standoffs. This is not necessary. You could do it flat on there, Um, but I had already mounted the diffuser to the glasses, so I was bumping into that um, nut and screw there, so I decided to put these on some standoffs. Standoffs I have are a little big, so you could do that flat to the cat. It's not going to make any bit of difference uh, in the final application of that. Um, And then if we go ahead and plug in, you could Cut a hole if you needed to but i don't think you do Uh, for this wiring you can just slip that right around the side like that no one's no one's going to be bothered by that or see that with the backlighting. i think and then on the back we've got our little driver board here and that plugs into uh, over i squared c on this stem qt connector i don't have it connected right now but just a little bit of foam tape or something like that would be good to get that back there And then you can either power it over USB-C, which I recommend, um, just because you won't be burning through batteries. But if you have a need for portability with it, you can use a battery pack uh, or a USB five volt would work. Uh, In this case, I've got a set of AAAs and there is a JST two pin connector for uh, using uh, three AAA batteries. And this one has an on-off switch on it. So I'll flip that on. And you could, again, mount that on the back there. That'll give you a little bit of a base um, to hold that. And now we've got our little cat silhouette there. Let's pull this out of the way here. Look a little nicer there. So I have yet to try this at night in the window, but I'm going to shoot some photo and video of that tonight uh, with, with some backlighting on a window with the drawn cellular shades, which should give it a nice, uh, nice back glow. And uh, really simple, really easy project. You, can, of course, do this for any kind. You can do this with skulls. I've done skull stuff before. Um, pretty big impact for the amount of work. It's really quick to, to put that together. And um, this is a really nice eyes animation that we've got. This was made by a Discord, member who goes by squid.jpeg, and I forget their name, but we'll go and take a look at the, uh, the code. It's an Arduino uh, sketch that runs on the driver board, and I made just one small modification to it. The pupil size was two by two. I changed it to be two by four uh, at its maximum, and then it goes down to two by two when it's sort of looking down. Um, and we've got some other I code coming that I think Phil B is working on, uh, and so I'll, I'll play around with some different eyes, but this is a, a really fun one. And uh, you know, we may even end up with, depending on how Phil's putting that together, the option to have it change out eyes easily. Like there's a there's a little button on our um, board here, a general purpose button that you can click. It's not the reset; it's just a side mount, sort of easier to get to button. Uh, that we could use for eye stuff. We also have, there's an accelerometer base uh, built onto this board, and we do have some demos of some sort of googly eye kinds of things. So uh, depending on what you're doing, if you have uh, this mounted on a prop that actually has some sort of head motion, you could, you could tie the eye motion to that using the accelerometer, which is pretty cool. Uh, so let's uh, head on over again. I'll, I'll show you the code that I've got running on here. And back to why don't we throw this uh, little down shooter view here? You won't see the kitty at all in this case because it's black on black. Uh, let me focus that though. There we go, kitty. And uh, I will pull. You know, let me pull off the diffuser to show you. It's it's. Uh, gonna look good without it either way so I wouldn't get too hung up on on diffusing it also it depends on your uh, window or, or other material that you've got in front of it if you're using uh, if you're building out your prop let's pull that off oh I think I may have just unscrewed the wrong things whoops <laughs> oh I got to get I got to get both of these off of here that's right That's the ones going into uh, board there. Hold on. There we go. I'll just rest that back on there like that. Uh, so you can see it's it's not as uh, photogenic without the diffuser. That's kind of the, one of the main reasons I did this is because I know I'm having to shoot video. Uh, of these things, but it actually, in real life, works really well. Um, they're, they're really nice looking. The brightness is down pretty low also, which helps them sort of stand out and not just blow your eyeballs out. Uh, so let's see. I said let's take a look at uh, the repo this came from, actually. Let me bring up a browser here. A little me down here, a little, little me. And let's find that window. Uh, so so oh, that's the driver board that I'm running. Uh, it has an RF52840 on it, and then it has the, um, uh, it uses I squared C, the QT in this case, to talk to the driver, uh, the actual LED driver that's on the, um, the glasses themselves. Those are the glasses. I can never remember the name of this. I'm going to have to learn learn this name. It's the, get ready for it, IS31FL3741. That's the name of the LED i squared c driver chip that we have uh, built on there. And if we go actually to... Oh, my Discord is acting very slow. So hold on while I... See if I can find this. If anyone can find it for me faster, it was it was uh, over in the Circuit Python. Uh, I think maybe help with Circuit Python. Oh no, it was Show and Tell. Over in the Show and Tell uh, channel of our Discord. All right, you, you can watch me excruciatingly slowly search for it. Um, my Discord is chugging. Here's Show and Tell. All right, oh, hey, that's squidjap.jpg. That's uh they've, they've created a nunchuck uh, control for eyes uh, as well, which is really cool. So let's, I don't have to scroll up too far, thankfully, to find their GitHub link. There it is. Shifty eyeglasses. All right, let me hide the Discord. Uh, so, this is a Pendley, a P E N D L E Y, a Pendley slash shifty eye glasses. It says it's an adaptation of RoboFace animation for the Adafruit LED glasses, and uh, then talks about the logic used from the LED backpack uh, sample animation for, for doing the pupil stuff. Uh, really nicely done. Thank you for sharing this, and uh, if you Download this repo. You'll get the supporting files and the Arduino code that you need. This is the Shifty Eyeglasses code itself. Uh, let me zoom that in just a little bit so you can see it better. Uh, I scanned through this a bit and found uh, code that was drawing the pupils and just added uh, a couple of extra pixels on the top of it, which surely is doing something strange with it, which is why it's squishing down the uh, the tops of them. Let me bring that up there uh, you can see my code squishes the uh, the tops of the pupils when it's sort of looking down which it probably shouldn't uh, that was let me find it I don't have Arduino open right now so I won't go there uh, this is it this uh, draw pupils function here takes a x and a y position, and then I think it's the number of uh, pixels added to that to go to the right and up. Uh, I believe that's the direction it goes but I could be wrong and um, I changed these to uh, two and four on on the y uh, in both of these I think yeah because the two pupils left and right uh, so. Have a look at that, and if you're there, squid.jpg, and you're screaming at me, let me know. Uh, it's probably a better way to do this. But uh, again, thank you for sharing that code. It made it a lot easier for me to uh, get some something uh, up and running with the little cat animation there. Uh, let's see. Heading back to broadcast chat, see if anyone has any ideas. Uh, Nope, we're good. All right, so that is it. That's my project build. It's the little cat animation for your window. I can't wait to not break it. Can't wait to put that in the window and, and get uh, something. This will work pretty cool with owls, too. Uh, and in fact, the uh, you'll, you'll notice the silk screen I have on here. Let me go back to a full view is of a cat and we have these in a few different uh, silkscreen patterns when you order one you will get a random one there's not a not a way to specify which one you get unfortunately it's a, sort of a collectible Pokemon-y thing uh, but I I did get one that was a cat and so uh, that's the that's the one I'm using on here in fact if I turn that off you can see it a little better go back to uh, the down shooter there you can see this beautiful silk screen by Phil B Cute cat, cute little nose. Uh, lovely, lovely art. The other one I have is the uh, werewolf. I think. I think that's the werewolf, right? Cat, probably werewolf. And now I go. On, now I want to look at them. I've got them up up here on the website. Uh, LED glasses. OK, so this bug, awesome. Cat, werewolf, yeah. And dragon, OK, phew, got those right. <laughs> those are great. Uh, oh, here's here's the uh, the full collection photo. Silk screen is random per order. We can't change or control which one you get. So oh my gosh, it's going to cause heartache. I know it. Uh, All right, well thanks everyone for stopping by. I appreciate you coming and hanging out. Uh, Hopefully the stream has settled uh, pretty well. I didn't see anyone complaining about audio sync. So um, this is a wolf, right, or is this an owl? I think it's a wolf, yeah. I'll show you the wolf. It's here right here. I think that's a wolf. Cat, wolf, fangs, wolfy ears. Boy, I hope I don't get that. If I don't get that, if I get that wrong, then I'm in trouble because Phil B is possibly an actual werewolf. That could be trouble. Uh, Oh, wait, you're making jokes. Who wolf? What wolf? (laughs) It's like an Abbott and Costello routine going on over here in the Discord. All right. Thanks everyone. That's all we got for today. Uh, that's going to do it. So, uh, I will see you next Tuesday with the next JP's product pick of the week. I'll see you on Thursday with the next John Parks workshop. We've got a bunch of other shows going on, uh, and, uh, check your live broadcast announce, uh, channel right here to find out about, uh, when things are broadcasting. It'll appear right there in live broadcast announce. Thanks Katni and others for putting that together. Thanks to the moderators for hanging out. Thank you all for coming by and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.